Good morning. And welcome. So, as promised, last night we will enter into the uh, realm of Gore Leela with our discussions this morning. And um, I'd like to begin uh, this uh, discourse with a a brief reading from my present work, a book I'm writing, which just speaks something about the nature of uh, of Leela. Most of you, of course, are familiar with the concept. Uh, there might be some people here who are less less familiar. So, some thoughts about it about Leela. Unlike the story of Christ for Christians, the historicity of Krishna's earthly Leela is of little concern to his devotees. The intra-subjective effect derived from meditation on his Leela speaks with more certainty as to its veracity than any historical proof can, for that matter, that can, for that matter, never escape subjective interpretation of whatever facts are unearthed. Follow? Indeed, the effect of such meditation, among other things, involves a trans-temporal, trans-spatial experience. As much as the Leela itself transcends time and space, it thereby also has the capacity to appear to appear within time and space within their jurisdiction and that for the express purpose of expanding our limited material frame of reference that our time space continuum is part of something larger than itself requires little imagination the notion that consciousness is located somewhere and only somewhere in the human brain is proving to be as absurd as panpsychism was thought to be a decade ago. While, meanwhile, panpsychism, the original form of which is Vedanta, has only gained credibility. If consciousness is underlying every single thing and thought, that's panpsychism. How deep does it go? And how rich in possibility is that world of consciousness unencumbered by things and thoughts about them. Vyas explored that realm in that world in Samadhi and reported to us what he found, regardless of how Krishna may have appeared to mundane eyes, seen with eyes of devotion arising out of a fully concentrated meditative mind that is actually paying attention and undistracted in pure yogic objectivity, free from bias, arising out of material attachment, his lila carries far-reaching implications. According to Monier Williams, the Sanskrit word lila has no definitive datu or verbal Sanskrit root from which it derives. As an aside, and as we 
as we shall consider ahead. In meaning, the word is more related to origination of all things than to something that originates from another source. That said, the meaning of the various datus is for the most part conventional and thus determined by how learned people have used them. Usage thus determines meaning. In the works of Sanskrit poetry, Kavya, we find the datu, li, li, to melt, to absorb, is thought to be that from which the word lila, to play, derives. When the mind becomes absorbed, as it can only in samadhi, and its constructs melt. Having also been invited by bhakti, one is in a position to enter the play of Krishna. The word Leela also implies the freedom of possibility found in drama and poetry that extends beyond the limits of everyday life. It is a feminine noun, meaning drama, play, or pastime. Etymologically, it is related to the Latin word ludus, and from there to the English word ludic, spontaneous and undirected playfulness. We're to speak of Leela, of Krishna Leela, as it appears in our world of time and space in one universe after another the after another the entire world of time space itself is considered the leela of krishna's avatar lokavatu leela kaivalyam that means mahavishnu his srishti leela or drama of creation reality is god's play circles of leelas within leelas all of which have no purpose other than play itself they rhyme but do not but they rhyme, but not to any reason of our limited conjecture. Still, we may reason about them to understand reason's own limits, and then through wise, committed spiritual practice, know in ways we could not otherwise, a knowing that is comprehensive and that it fully satiates the self, such as the parodharma of the Bhagavatam's bhakti, through which we can learn the script and play the role of Preo Bhakti with Lila Purushottam Krishna. Of course, you could play other roles, but this book I'm writing is about Preo Bhakti or fraternal love of God, also known as Sakyarati. So, something about Lila to give us a, a lifting off point, so to speak, for discourse on Gaur Lila. And as I said, um, Last night, I would uh, like to speak a little bit about uh, the what's termed the youth, the youth, youthful age of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You may know that uh, Krishna has uh, three ages: Kumar, Poganda, and Kishore. And when his Leela manifests within our time space continuum, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then he passes through these different ages. So even though Leela is unbound by time and space, it appears within time and space and appears to be limited by time, but time, in the case of Leela, 
is only serving to provide a sense of sequence that the drama may play out. So time has a role in Leela for the sake of sequence, but it has no role in terms of beginnings and ends. Hmm? There's no beginning to the Leela, there's no end. Hmm? But again, time plays a role in providing sequence that it may play through. And when it plays through, from what appears to be a beginning and an end, it only starts over. Indeed, each section of it, each age, the childhood, the boyhood, the adolescence of Krishna, when they appear to be finished, they're starting over again somewhere else within the Shristi Leela, within the Leela of creation, in another, another universe. What to speak of the different ages of Krishna starting as it appears to our eyes and finishing at a certain time only to begin again somewhere else every minute every second of the Leela is uh, continuing in this way hmm? without beginning and without end sometimes to help us appreciate this point uh, the example or the analogy of the sun is drawn upon um, because it's always, for example, 12 o'clock somewhere. Hmm. It's always 12.01 somewhere and 12.02. Where we are, it's only there for a moment, for a second, and then it's 12.01, whatever, point one, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, uh, obviously, analogies have limitations. They, they seek to just help us grasp, in this case, things that are beyond the grasp, really, of our um, um, range uh, of experience, hmm? um, beyond uh, our mind or intellect's capacity. And we should be happy to know that there are things that transcend the mind, which hasn't always been so friendly to us. Hmm? and which transcend intellect hmm. um, that that if we are if we are if if which if we make our our soul guide hmm, may help us to avoid a lot of the problems that would arise in a mind driven reality where whatever your mind says you go here there and everywhere reason comes to help us Avoid that. Hmm? Right? The power of d discrimination, whether I should follow this thought or maybe I should not follow this thought, and so forth. As much as a intellect-driven life, as I say, saves us from the prob more, much more problematic mental and emotional-driven life, hmm? An intellect-driven life at the same time is one in which we proceed, in which we proceed with caution, very carefully, guarding our hearts, what we will let in. Hmm? That can't be a happy condition <laughs> if you have to be on guard all the time. Hmm? So 
as much as the realm of intellect may play a role and can be utilized in our spiritual practice, an intellect-driven life unto itself hmm, cannot satisfy the self, which is which transcends the limits of the intellect hmm, and moves freely and happily hmm, without any caution in the homeland of the heart, if you will. That's what we mean when we speak of Krishna Leela, hmm? to go home. Hmm? And for home going, a home knowing person is required hmm? to help us. Right? And he or she will give us spiritual reasoning. Hmm? We should join a spiritual mission like this one out of spiritual reasoning, reasoning, reasoning not out of feeling. Hmm? We are, we're taught from the day one not to trust the feelings. Hmm? They may deceive us. Hmm? It may not feel good either hmm? to have to separate yourself from some of your feelings, <laughs> these your biases and your attachments and so forth. Hmm? So, reasoning, spiritual reasoning, this is uh, required to fortify uh, and and spiritualize our power of discrimination. This is very um, central to um, arriving at a position within our practice in which our practice will be uninterrupted, undistracted, and therefore fruitful in every sitting. Hmm? that I'm making progress with every sitting, with all of my japa, for example, with all of my, whatever may be the case, whatever your guru has given you. Hmm? So this is an important point, because we are very often derailed by our feelings when our feelings are hurt, <laughs> or whatever, or we think something happened that's not very well reasoned and very well thought out, hmm? which we can save ourselves from by associating with other more senior devotees who are better reasoned and that's why they're here for so much longer <laughs> graying in the process <laughs> becoming wise <laughs> the wisdom color <laughs> of the hair so <laughs> so the leela our ideal to go there. This is a big undertaking, the biggest, the greatest undertaking. But it's so uh, charming of an idea that is, despite our lack of qualification, and at the same time the generosity of those who seek to, who can't help but share their feelings about that with us, then we get access to to, to tread the. Uh, tread the path hmm. and, and and we'll be successful ultimately to enter there in, into the timeless trans-temporal trans-spatial realm of Krishna Leela so we know from the from the testimony of for example Rupa Goswami hmm, that Krishna Leela proceeds in this way uh, it, it, again, with regard to ages, it has childhood, 
boyhood and adolescence. This is when it's manifest within time and space and on, 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 on Earth. So this time helps, has a role. Hmm? Time takes away everything here, here in the Leela. However, it doesn't take away, it facilitates, as I said, by, by sequence. And so the, the Anadi Siddha Samskars that we talked about the other day at, at Krishna Chaitanya's house, that, that the associates of Krishna in the Leela personify hmm? some scars or impressions for loving as friends, loving as lovers or as parents and so forth, that they're very, they're very being. Hmm? Um, um, these, um, these impressions in the manifest Leela, in, in the, let's say the, it's called the visible Leela when it appears within time and space, they, ma- they manifest as the Leela, as Krishna ages, and they age along with him up to a certain point where the aging stops at adolescence. And so there's an unfolding there of their, their bhava, their rasa, their, their, their gopis. Of course, Radharani takes birth also, apparently, as Krishna does within time and space. And then at a certain point she starts to fall in love, so that, uh, so it's unfolding. Whereas in the invisible leela in Golok, then it's always always manifest, right? Hmm? So Krishna leela has these three uh, phases with regard to age, and it's said Rupa Goswami teaches that there's not a hint of yovana or young, you could call it adulthood, hmm? from adolescence to being able to, to vote or something like that, or God forbid, but uh, something else that you could legally now do. Uh, there are many legal things that you could do legally that you're probably better off not, not doing, but um, uh, uh, Krishna it never goes beyond Kishore age, which is adolescence, even in his Mathura Leela, even in his Dwarka Leela, which is a little um, almost hard to imagine. The charioteer, the prince of Dwarka, the charioteer in at Kurukshetra, hmm? um, the statesman, Krishna, the wise, Upanishadic speaking Krishna, as he, as he does in, in the Gita, speaks to Arjun. He doesn't have a mustache, that Krishna. So don't, don't draw him like that. <laughs> yeah. so he has no mustache. You see some people draw him like that. Right, so it's hard to imagine that it's a 16-year-old in such a position, but that's how he appears, even though he's older. Hmm. Now the diff- the point I'm making only is is to differentiate between Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila. Although Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are the same, Gaur is is not different than Krishna. Hmm? He is Krishna in an extension of Krishna's Lila that involves a transformation, as we know. The transformation being that the perfect object of love was Krishna. Hmm? Steps into the shoes of the, the, and the sentiment, that the feeling of the 
of the perfect um, uh, uh, vessel of love that is Radha and tries to experience himself from her vantage point. So this turns everything upside down, so much so that Brajendanandan is unrecognizable, especially as he proceeds to, which is a gradual process, fully step into that bhav of Radha. He becomes more and more unrecognizable, especially as I, uh, what I'm implying, as a sannyasin. Krishna is carrying a flute, and Gore is carrying a danda. These are very different things. Mm-hmm. They have entirely different uh, mood to them, right? Mm-hmm. As the flute, he's the enjoyer. Carrying the danda, he's he's punishing himself. The danda is danda means to chastise also. So it's a rod of chastisement. It's not for beating other people up. It's for chastising one's own mind, one's own words, one's own body. That it will only be, that it will not go astray from from only serving Krishna. So as a sannyasi, he he, he carried the danda and, and instead of the flute. Hmm. Just to give an example, so he becomes unrecognizable except for the very uh, um, astute uh, and devoted. And who could be more astute and devoted than Krishna's own associates who come to recognize him and themselves, as I sometimes said in Gauralila. They recognize at a certain point, and this is the point we're going to talk about, time in his in his Leela, where he it becomes apparent that he must be Krishna. Krishna Prema Pradayate. He's giving Krishna Prema. Who could give it? what avatar could give other than Krishna. It becomes apparent to the devotees, to Murari, Mukunda, and Srivastakur, Garadhar, and so forth. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, is Krishna, but then there's a slight doubt that comes because they know very well. What do they know very well? Krishna's never alone. There's no mean to Krishna. Without Nanda, Yasoda, Radha, Sridham, Sudham, Gopas, Gopis, Go, Gogopa Gopi. Hmm. With all these things, there's no. Without this, there's no. There is no Krishna. They are the, the love of Krishna. That Krishna, as the object of that love, corresponds with. You can't have one without the other. You can't have a teacher without a student. Right, just you could say I'm a teacher. <laughs> well, great. Where are your students? If you don't have any, then it's a false claim, hmm. right? And if you're a student, then you have to have a teacher. You have to remember, I'm a student, which means I have a teacher where to check in, right? So, so they're they're wise like this i mean many people talk about krishna and so forth but these associates of chaitanya mahaprabhu this is this is their fine we call sumedasaha bhagavatam calls it it's very fine fine spiritual discrimination a very refined form of intellect that uh, causes them to raise within themselves a kind of question that you just won't find in 
yoga circles that worship Krishna or the jnanis or other other sampradayas even, uh, be they mighty mark sampradayas or even ragmark sampradayas like the Balaba or the Nimbarka sampradaya on the rag side or Madhva, Ramanuja sampradaya on, on the mighty um, mark side. Hmm. Gaudiya people hmm, means the Braj people. Hmm. They, they they had this thought. They thought they were appearing in the land that we, the Bhumi, the land, Sadaka uh, Siddha Bhumi, where Sadakas are now in a Leela, the role, the drama of, uh, where Siddhas, I should say, are in the role of Sadakas, practitioners. They're Siddhas. They are Sridham, Sudam, Subal, Rupa Manjari, hmm? Lalita, Vishaka, appearing as Roy Ramananda, Sarup Damodar, Shivas, Rupa Goswami, and without, and they don't know that they are, hmm? because they're in the role of sadhakas. So it has to be revealed. Time is taking it has its role there, right? It's unfold. It's all unfolding. This is a fascinating uh, uh, realm. Hmm? And these siddhas are who are they all are Hamanadi Siddha Samskar, right? They have impressions without any beginning for loving Krishna. But they're appearing as if, if, if for the first time they're unfolding in them. Hmm? And 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 as much as they are many of them devotees of Krishna overtly, practically all of them, except for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we'll get to that, but they're all uh, loving Krishna. They have this fondness for, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that's, all, that's natural and spontaneous, They're trying to figure, sort all this out. Uh, and so the, the question arises, uh, as it will come, that they, they, they see him as Krishna and they wonder within themselves, if it's true, who would be his associates? Only to realize in time that it, it's us. We are his associates. Here we are in another Leela where everything's upside down. <laughs> the enjoyer Gore has become a renunciate. Of course, that's a little later, but it comes in his youth. Youth extends all the way through this Yovana, uh, young young adulthood, if you will, all the way through until uh, the the end of his lila. So it's different in this respect from um, Krishna lila. You know, maybe okay, you can have a 16-year-old looking adolescent. In the uh, on the on on the throne on the chariot, and so forth, but it would be a terrible terrible crime if a 17 year old 16 year old boy took sannyas. That would be the, the public would what would the public say about that? Well, he's only 16, Maharaj. What are you, how can you do that? What is ahead of him? So many things. So so perhaps for this reason he has a yovana young. Still, it's young, at 24. They still complained. What well, to speak if it was at 16? In other words, the, the lila the, the, in Indian aesthetics. Then you have this: uh, the Kumar age is from from birth to five. The childhood, the boyhood, is from five to ten, and adolescence is from uh, ten to to uh, to fifteen. Hmm? People grew up pretty fast, right? 
our adolescence continues into the 50s. You know? <laughs> Trying to figure ourselves out. Hmm? Yeah. And the reason we try to, we're, we're trying to figure ourselves out materially is because there's this this false propaganda that the fullness that you would like to experience the, and, 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 and the, the self-knowing, hmm, finding your place and so forth, is possible within the realm of material um, facilities, which I prepared last night to just moving around the furniture and so forth. Move it this way, maybe that way. You could sit over there. So we keep adjusting because there's no central focus. There's no dominant worldview that says, hey, you know, material life is one thing. It's It's got its place. Be happy. But it only goes this far. Okay. You can only get this much out of it. So get it, get it together. Get grounded materially in some profession, some whatever. We don't have to give you 10,000 possible. Let the kids do whatever they want. You know, if they're happy, you know. They're happy. What does it matter? Maybe that's not always the best uh, strategy. Maybe it's going to tell them that won't make you happy in the long run. Uh, so they'll appreciate it in, in, in due course. Hmm. Settle the material situation, and so even 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 we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was married at, at an early age, right? right. In short age before. Be- so this was was typical. They settle these things. I mean, isn't that a big thing? <clears throat> Who am I going to marry? What about a relationship? How long is that going to go on? Hmm? In the Hindu culture, they settled it real quick, and they they brought in other considerations other than infatuation to to bear. What was the what was this astrological projections and so forth? Who's your family and these kind of considerations, which were all part of even Western culture, not astrology, but um, who's your family, where are you from, you got a job, you know, you want to take my daughter out, you know, <laughs> you got to sit down and eat dinner with me, kid, you know, yikes, <laughs> it was like that, so that all seems, not, you know, in modern society, very oppressive, and, you know, uh, glad we retired that and so forth, but, but, um, it 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 may not be as uh, great of a development and as much of a, a progress as it sometimes um, build uh, to be. Hmm? So again, most people want a significant other. If we can just settle this quick and teach from the very beginning that in order for this to work, you. You, you want to feel more whole by having a significant other. Okay, you can do it. And and you learn from the, from early on that there's work involved in that. It's not I just connect with somebody. Now, thank you for being the object that makes me feel whatever I, whatever I want to feel like or be whatever I want to be like. Put you over here now. Put you over there. And... But... <laughs> You have to see there's another person and they have another perspective and it's a, so there's this it's a compromise I mean it's a, it's a, it's a sacrifice to have a relationship that's successful it require it requires um, work a lot of work right sacrifice so the, the that that idea was instilled in the youth from the very beginning 
and you know all of this within the idea that there's a higher purpose to this all hmm. So get this material things in place. Let's get the relationship. Let's figure that out. Okay, we got that settled out. Now your work is, you know, your father does this, so you could work with him. Or maybe your uncle does something a little different. Let me stretch a few different possibilities here. Hmm? Um, uh, but just not unlimited possibilities that what you're going to do, what your relationship is going to be, is going to extend into forever, uh, you know, in, into the next uh uh, for decades and so forth, and this is what we often uh, uh, find in, in, in today's world. It's uh, it's uh, problematic, uh, I, I would say, and and so there's no because there's no there's no purpose, there's no real stated purpose of life other than other than to you know, be free, to be happy, uh, to have all the choices you could possibly have, and so forth. Again, all of which if we have, are, are not going to satisfy us. There's, so that's the spiritual um, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just an aside there. Um, but um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was married at, 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 at a young age. Um, and um, and um, so that was fixed up and in his kishore and uh, gradually he comes to his youth the youth age that we're we're, we're talking about in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, again I'm trying to give some reasoning for it uh, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was destined to become a sannyasin and you know a 16 year old boy being a sannyasi would 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 might bring about vibhatsa Rasa, disgust. We find this in the in the arena, at Mathura, when Krishna Balaram stood to wrestle Chanura and Mustika. Certain sector of the audience, different people from the audience saw them in different ways. Right? This is the beautiful Bhagavatam verse illustrating that Krishna is Rasa Raj because all the Rasas are experienced in relation to him by different persons viewing him. Hmm? So I forget who it was, but maybe the, the general public saw, they, they tasted vibhatsa. It's a kind of uh, disgust. I'm disgusted with that. That these gentle, gentle boys, so tender hmm? from the village, that if you just touch his skin like that, it changed with a leaf. It changes colors, hmm? so tender, and they will fight. With, you could just imagine, you know. Now go now to www. What are they called? <laughs> Worldwide. Is, what is it? The Worldwide Wrestling. Say what it is. Yeah. Three W's. It's, it's, it's like, and all these guys. I mean, when I was a kid, we were kids sometimes, and we would watch that. You know, Haystacks Calhoun. I remember that. <laughs> He weighed like 800 pounds or something like that. Sat on his opponent, you know. That's <laughs> it first came out late at late at night. Came on late late night. And sometimes my parents would they'd go out and leave us at home. We get to stay up and watch you know, spooky movies like Dracula. You know. My brother liked it, but I never really liked. It, but I had to go along with it. But then there was the worldwide wrestling too, and you meet these characters, you know, Moose this and. Hey, sex that. <laughs> it's 
So you can imagine, you know, Haystacks Calhoun is going to fight with, you know, Krishna. They thought this is disgusting. You know, this is what they got. This is the rasa they got from that. The feeling. You know, this is yeah, terrible. So, the idea of a young, a young boy, a young, you know, at 16, becoming a sannyasi, this would be have a similar effect. So, so the the the, the is extended to have a segment of of yovana hmm, that extends beyond the kishore. All the way through his sannyas lila, where he's a young adult, but even in the descriptions of him, and there we find we find the descriptions of him in his young adulthood hmm, as a sannyasi. We're more concerned today with his young adulthood before becoming a sannyasi. Hmm? But there's an there's it continues afterwards, and of course there are descriptions of that given by none other than our founding acharyas, Raghunath Das Goswami, for example, Rupa Goswami, have written their, their osticums uh, describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when they met him as a sannyasin. Sarva Bhoma also wrote, met him as a sannyasin. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's very colorful and beautiful uh, descriptions of him. I mean, he, we have to get into that, but I mean, I... There's the there's the there's the tragedy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taking sannyas from the po- at a young age of 24 from the point of view of the his friends and associates in Navadvip the cutting of his hair and so forth and, and it was so beautiful but he takes on another kind of beauty also Grihijana Shikshaka Nyasikulanayaka the hero amongst the of, of the sannyasis that uh, I have to get into that but. I remember when Vrindaranya was young, like 19 or 20, and uh, attractive young young lady, and we were in Vrindavan, I think, and she shaved her head, you know, because she was very, thought she was going to be a renunciate her whole life, so she shaved her head and didn't want to be attractive, you know. And there was a elder man uh, in the community there of our ashram and so forth, and he said, "Why did she?" Do? I said, "She didn't want to be attractive." He said, "She's become more attractive." This <laughs> <laughs> a young girl, shaved head, you know, reading Bengali, you know, that's a, this is a, this is an attraction to it. <laughs> I told her now she's grown out her hair, <laughs> and she's happily married. But anyway, uh, so. <laughs> So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as a sannyasi, he became even more beautiful, and there's, there's another way to look at that. However, that said, it is it is it is in his uh, his his youthful age, which begins like at 16, and particularly at the time um, when he accepts initiation from Ishvara Puri that we are concerned with. This is a period. From the time of his initiation to the time of his sannyas in Navadweep, it's a very, very small window hmm, that most, that within the visible Leela most resembles the invisible, eternal Leela beyond time and space. Hmm, a short um, window there. So we're going to just focus a little bit on that. Um, the, the, I'll read the uh, the composition of um, 
Krishnadas in this regard, uh, a short Sanskrit uh, verse that uh, introduces the subject of his uh, youthful Leela. Ida Sondarya Sad Vesha Sambhoganatya Samboga uh, Samboga Natya Kirtano Prema Nama Pradana I knew Cha Gauda Devyati Yogane. Unfortunately that the type didn't come out, so the diacritics are all mixed up. But anyway, it describes him exhibiting scholarship, beauty, and fine dress. Chaitanya danced and chanted. He distributed the holy name to awaken awakened love of Krishna. Thus, Gorsundar shone brightly in his youthful pastimes. So this is how he introduces the chapter of Chaitanya uh, Charitamrita in the Madhya, in the Adi Lila, the last chapter of the Adi Lila, the 17th chapter. The Adi Lila moves in such a way that, it, that there's a large or considerable philosophical and theological introduction to the Lila that gives the philosophical uh, uh, underpinning of it, uh, that it arises out of the tattva and so forth, that introduces the primary characters over several chapters. Hmm? Um, and then in maybe chapter 13 it begins with the advent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu the, what comes what the, 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 the um, foreshadowing and then the birth and then uh, then, then again the, the childhood his uh, boyhood his adolescence and the 17th chapter is the last chapter of the Adilila his youth it will end then with his taking so he describes him here as Idya Sondarya Sadvesha. So his attention to his his dress and so forth becomes uh, prominent, and uh, he decorating himself with sandalwood paste and some bangles and uh, dressing simply but very uh, very beautifully. Hmm. There's an emphasis at this point on his appearance and and dress and his own attention to it that takes precedence over the earlier ages. Hmm? It's also, of course, a, at this age and after having been initiated, which is the period, again, of this age that's really uh, the most uh, significant, um, that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced the worship of himself and his significant other self, Nityananda Prabhu, hmm, by way of telling his friend Goridas Pandit, who is Subal in Krishna Leela, to get some neem wood and carve statues of himself and Nityananda Prabhu and to, and to worship them. Hmm. This is the beginning of the worship of Gornatai that Gornatai themselves, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, instituted in his presence. Hmm. So these are these are beautiful times. We have to understand in Navadweep. These are very beautiful times, and the deities 
they were carved by Goridas and worshipped by him. They spoke to him. They, they said to him, Oh, Subal, don't you remember us? Hmm? And how we used to sport along the banks of the Jamuna? Hmm? And at Goberdan? Hmm? In so many ways, herding cows throughout the day, joyfully, and then they would show themselves. As Krishna and Balaram dressed very fancy and uh, colorfully as 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 Krishna, if you want to, I do this sometimes. You go look up kurtas for men, and then you can see all these Indian stores selling. They have models, you know, guys wearing these really far out outfits. Uh, my thing is, all the householders should wear those outfits. They're just really fantastic, <laughs> super colorful, long kurtas and all vests and things. It's really just like right out of. Uh, Krishna Leela, hmm. very attractive. <laughs> so, um, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the, the deities would show themselves as Krishna Balaram and then flesh back as Gornatai. And this Goridas, he labored very hard, especially with regard to cooking for his deities. I mean, he was just like, you know, all day in the kitchen cooking. Then he wanted to decorate them with valuable jewels and fancy. Uh, cloth and and so on and so forth, every everything at his disposal, so to speak, that uh, that anybody uh, would uh, would think was desirable uh, in, in terms of attire and um, expensive um, um, fashion and so forth. He wanted to offer this all to Gornatai, who told him Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him, and this is very characteristic of their Sakyabhav, hmm? that uh, sometimes the Sakya Bhakta, the, the, the friend of Krishna, wants to serve Krishna, serves him, and sometimes Krishna serves uh, the, his friend equally back and forth. Can you bring me that? Sanayor hmm? Arjun said, Take the chariot, would you, and drive it over there between the two armies. He has, he's a Purisambhani, a friend of Krishna from the city, but as an example. Says, so take the chariot, drive it, taxi, go. Like he's talking to Krishna like this. Hmm. So sometimes they will, uh, they will serve Krishna. Sometimes Krishna will serve them. Hmm. So Goridas is laboring to serve the deities of Gornatai and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says to him that we, I can't tolerate that you have to work so hard like this. That you're working so hard. Just go for something very simple to eat that's convenient. And just and, and don't bother with the jewels and all these things. Just but just give me flowers. This flowers is sufficient. Hmm? So the worship of Gornatai from the mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the lotus mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is very, very simple. Now we may want to do it another way and, and so forth. So this is the competition that goes back and forth between the Lord and his uh, <laughs> his devotees. But there's something to be said for addressing him in that way. Also, it's an attractive idea because. That's also how he appears, at least in the visible Leela. Hmm? And he appears in a way there, in terms of his dress, that that uh, corresponds with the way the the male and female sadhakas may dress. In other words, our dress is not Vedic, as some people say. But it's 
it's it's Chaitanya Vaishnav. <laughs> it's coming right out of West West Bengal all the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So if you want to enter into that window, hmm, right, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears like this, then when you sit to worship him, it's one thing if you have to go to work and have a job and so forth at Disneyland, you know. You you better not go there in your in your white dhoti, top, you know, folded three three with three folds as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and beautiful tilak adorning your forehead, hmm. maybe wearing the remnant of his flower garland. <laughs> now that might be a good Disney movie to make, but <laughs> I'm thinking of you because you work at Disneyland, right, or something related to that. So, <laughs> or any whatever our our job may be, but but that's not all we're doing, right? It's working. We're worshiping. Hmm. We're only working so that we can worship more. As we were talking about last night, how to, how to uh, even turn our working life into our our practice and so forth. But to sit and worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and dress like one would in the times hmm, is, is you can imagine that could be useful if, if your ideal is to enter into that prakash, that window. Hmm, then that would be useful for your for your practice. It's not mandatory, as Prabhupada would say, but it could be useful. Mm-hmm. Hmm? You know, so the more you go deeply within what it's about and so forth, then the culture comes on a little bit more and finds its 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 usefulness hmm? in worship. Now, of course, we don't live in a world where that's all possible and all the time. And so, but the, but we are working so that we, as I said, so that we can worship all the time. So we can enter. It, it, it may take time, and, it be, and all the flowers don't blossom at, at the same time either. So we have patience for everybody, and, uh, and and we encourage everyone wherever level they're at, and so forth. But we should know something about the goal. We want to enter into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's. We want to follow that that aspiration that we were reading about the other day at uh, Subal's house. I think it was of Brindaban Das. Yeah. Hmm. He missed Gorlila by a few years. He knew what he missed, that he, that he never met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Brindaban Das, the author of Chaitanya Bhagavad, he prays that he could oh, have another chance to take birth in that Leela. Hmm? He beautifully describes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wearing his white, a white dhoti with three folds and uh, oh it's very he's very attracted to him hmm? so <clears throat> so this is how he is uh, appearing um, at that time hmm? and um, and again that within that time within the Ovana the youthful period of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila the time when he actually takes initiation from Ishwar Puri until he takes sannyas. That is the window within that time that most resembles the invisible or sometimes called Nitya Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, where we will reside and have a, have a role there as a young Brahmin boy assisting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and our guru and associates and so forth. Hmm? So it's an, an important uh, time to highlight and and uh, contemplate the significance of. But with regard to his initiation, of course, there's some there's some backstory to that, hmm? and that, that 
that some events that precede that, and the time in general that precedes that is one in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has not yet manifest himself as a Vaishnav. He's a Gurukuli, <laughs> to give you a frame of reference. <laughs> he should be a Vaishnav. He knows a lot of things about Vaishnavism. If you ask him, he, he can say it. He can quote and say, you should worship Krishna. Yeah. This is, so the Gurukulis, they have a real great opportunity to bond with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at this time, just prior to his taking initiation. <laughs> and if they bond with him there, and then, then they'll probably be carried and follow his example, find a good guru, take initiation, and, and so forth, and proceed as he did. But prior to his initiation, then he was a nominal Vaishnava. He was born in a Brahmin Vaishnava family. Hmm? His mother and father were Vaishnavas. His brother, elder brother, took sannyas, a Vaishnava sannyas, and, and went to... Uh, um, a life of, of full dedication and so forth. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, his uh, the, the well-wishers, Sita Thakurani, Advaita, uh, Srivas Thakur, Malini, they're all great Vaishnavas who were like part, ex- extended members of the family of, of, of Jagannath uh, uh, and uh, Mishra and his and his. Uh, Good wife, Sachi Devi. Hmm? So, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in, 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 in despite the fact that he wasn't taking seriously Vaishnavism, all the Vaishnavas were charmed by him. It was a time of that they were completely charmed by him and completely frustrated with him. His parents and those like Malini, Shivastakur's wife, they were they were less pained. Hmm? is not showing himself fully as a Vaishnava than some of his younger or some of the younger friends of his associates of his schoolmates of his who were nice Vaishnavas like Garada Pandit was a Vaishnava from because he was too meek to say anything but Murari a little bit older hmm, he would debate with him and, and, and challenge him, and you should be a Vaishnava. What is the use of all your learning? And he was talking to the most learned person in all of Navadweep. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was uh, given the, the nickname Nimai by uh, um, Sita, Sita Takarani, the wife of Advaita, because he was born under the Neem tree and, and it has a protective kind of. Uh, 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 influence, purifying influence, and so to protect him throughout his life, and, and then attached to that Nimai nickname came Pandit for his his scholarship, which was ex- super extraordinary. This is uh, the instance in which, during this part of the Leela, prior his Kishore Leela, prior to his Jyotana Leela, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited the the opulence amongst the six of knowledge. Hmm? Knowledge, and then comes the corresponding renunciation and his sannyas life, and of course his beautiful and throughout, and so on and so forth. All six opulences: sadaishvari, strength, fame, knowledge, beauty, renunciation, and wealth. Hmm? Right? Yeah. Parshuram's definition of, uh, or, or para, Parashara's definition of Bhagawan. So. 
Mahaprabhu had, I mean, he, he was very, very charming, beautiful, um, and, uh, and, and, and learned to the extreme. In fact, his father had a dream that he should, that he was, his son was Bhagwan. Someone was telling him in the dream, your son is Bhagwan and you're trying to educate him. This is offensive. Hmm. And, uh, but he argued with him in the dream and said, he's my son. He may be God, he may be whatever he is, but he's my son and I'm going to educate him and so forth. But then he thought to, also at a certain point, he thought to take, to stop educating him because it was becoming a problem and then that became a bigger problem. And, and so, so these are very, uh, these are earlier, but very charming pastimes before he shows himself uh, as, as a Vaishnav and arguing, argue, like I said, arguing with Murari and then reaching out and touching him. And Murari becomes electrified with bhava. Hmm? And he can't understand, He's, this boy is superhuman. Who is he? We're Vaishnavas, we worship Krishna. This is a kid in a neighborhood. He's nice and everything. We, I'm attracted to him. Why am I so attracted to him? And what powers does he have? What that, that feeling that he sends through me. Hmm? And then Mukunda coming on the street, seeing him, and turning and running the other way. Doesn't want to argue with him. And then only Mahaprabhu and, and Gore said, and Nimai Pandit says, just see, you don't want to argue with me. Hmm? But... Because you think I should be a Vaishnava, but one day I will become the best Vaishnava in all of Nadia, in all of the world. What kind of talk is this for a Vaishnava? <laughs> so even when he, th- he would make a prediction like this, they would think, oh, this boy is just, what can you do with him? I mean, you, you want to give him good advice, but you know he'll respond like this, you know, it's almost like making offense. He's so proud. Hmm? But they, So it was a time of great frustration for them. Everybody loved Nimai Pandit. Except the Vaishnavas, they were they were like that kid. You know, we got to straighten him out. You know, he was a problem hmm, for them. Hmm. So this is the this is the background. They were they, the Vaishnavas were troubled and they were trying to, you know, participate in the Yuga Dharma and and spread the Nam, the, the virtues and and Nabadweep was was a, a place of learning, but not a place of bhakti hmm, at that time, hmm, predominantly. Predominantly a place of, of learning for its own sake and uh, uh, sophistry and, and and so forth and material pursuit and the Vaishnavas were obviously against this and they they, they they tried to preach but it was difficult and they did kirtan and and their of course their their kirtan was not very well uh, accepted or appreciated at the, at the time uh, so you know some of the history. And in their heart of hearts, they thought, if this Nimai could become a Vaishnav, we'd have a good, good man on our team here. You know, this guy's pretty incredible. If only we. So this is, was their th- their thinking. Hmm? And of course, when he, in about 15, 1508, so at the age of 22, he appeared in 1486. At the age of 22. He had an, uh, an epiphany, but the back, which caused, brought him to initiation. But the, there's a backstory to that as well, which uh, involves the 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 appearance of Ishwar Puri within Nadia. Hmm? So, who is the Bichat and the Mahaprabhu's guru, came to Nadia, and he came to Nadia in in incognito. He wasn't dressed overtly. As a sannyasi, 
Mm-hmm. He wanted to bring no attention to himself whatsoever, but somehow he was drawn to Nadia and, of course, to the Vaishnavas there. And he came to Advaita's place to hear Advaita speak and sat down very... Um, um, trying to be out of the way and unnoticed and so forth, but but you cannot hide a Vaishnava like that. Hmm? Even if they try to hide themselves, Krishna brings bring them out. So Mukunda, who was a beautiful singer, he could understand this is a special devotee, and he began to sing Lila Kirtan, and sure enough, it brought out Ishvapuri wept and fell on the ground and and so forth. And so Krishna's bringing attention to him. We don't need to bring attention to ourselves in kirtan. Put attention on Krishna, and Krishna will bring attention to you in a way that that you never could yourself. In a way that that people will be attracted to you and and want your association, which is just the opposite. If you try to Get 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 attention, right? Hmm. See, I'm a good singer. See, I'm a good Vrindavan player. What do you think? These kind of thoughts may come. The sadhana is for kicking those out, and you're kicking those out, hmm. thinking the drum is playing me. I'm I'm not playing the drum here, hmm. um, and and so forth. And here I am thinking my voice is nice. What a fool am I? Hmm. What, what, what is what, what could even be a nice voice in this world compared to the Gandharvas, for example? Their whole, what, what, I'm nothing, and I'm thinking I have a sweet voice. It's a, what kind of thought is this? This should be kicked out immediately, immediately, hmm? banished. Hmm? I'm giving good lecture and thinking, just see what I know. I'm a very learned, so I just immediately kick this out. I'm, so this is a, so we have to practice like this. Such thoughts will come. A serious practitioner. We'll understand those to be foreign and to unfavorable to your uh, bhakti. And if your bhakti is real like this, then Krishna will bring attention to you in a way that's appropriate. Hmm. The way that you'll be running away from it. Hmm. Right? This is Ishwarpur, he's trying to run away from it. His own guru, he knows the example. Right? Ishvara Puri is a disciple of Madhavendra Puri. What did Madhavendra Puri do? He was asked by Gopal Krishna, his deity in Vrindavan, go and bring, it's really hot here, can you bring me some sandalwood paste? Well, they don't grow sandalwood trees in the Rajasthani desert there, uh, in the border there in Vrindavan. So he had to go quite a distance. All the way to Bengal he went. Hmm? Right, Madhavindrapuri. When he got there, he saw the beautiful deity of Chirchar Gopinath, and there he acquired some sandalwood, and 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 there he also got some sweet rice that the deity stole for him. He came to see the deity, and he was not trying to bring any attention to himself, but he had some desire to taste the sweet rice that was famous there, with a the thought that. If I could taste that, then when I get back to Vrindavan, I could make that for my Gopal. Hmm? But then he thought, oh, I just want to taste sweet rice. Just see what I'm like. And I'm thinking, I do this in the name of serving Gopal. Uh, this is his natural thinking came. So he left the place. 
and he went covered, disguised himself, and the way he looked like an ordinary person. Hmm? Meanwhile, Gopinath at night, uh, who, who's, who, 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 before whom has left some sweet rice, in case he gets up in the night and wants a snack, right? He then in the morning that's taken, he took one of the portions and he hid it underneath his skirt, and then he appeared in the dream to the pujari and said, one of the clay pots of sweet rice that you offered me, I've stolen it. Hmm? Shirchara. It means shir means sweet rice, chora means thief. Shirchara Gopinath. Gopinath was famous for that. He stole this um, and told the pujari, I've stolen it and hidden here under my skirt. In the morning, come and get it and give it to Madhavendra Puri. Yeah. You see, this is a famous story, and that deity is named after him. You can go there and, they, and get that sweet rice. I have been there. They make that every day. And it's just all celebrating this this one moment in the life of the deity in relationship with with, with his devotee, Madhavendra Puri. He's named after that. Right. This is this, this is his whole... <laughs> this is Krishna. So, so into the village, that Pujari went and said, Where is Madhavendra Puri? Where is Madhavendra Puri? Gopinath has stolen the sweet rice for him. So all the people look, where is this? Who's? And then all the attention brought on, they find him, right? You give the sweet rice, and he is just embarrassed. Hmm? So Ishvar Puri is his disciple. Hmm? So he thought, my Gurudev, you know, he was such like this, he wanted to hide his... Vaishnavism, uh, th- someone th- he, uh, thinking he was a sadhu and and uh, getting attention for that and so forth. Uh, he went out of his way, extreme. So he came into Navadweep, the holy place, holiest of places, and this is why he came incognito. But Mukunda brought him out, right? Hmm? The Lila Kirtan brought him out. Then his position was celebrated and so forth. And then he stayed in Navadweep for some time. Hmm? And um, he stayed actually at the house of um, of uh, Gopinatha Charger, the brother-in-law of Sarvabalma. Hmm? Um, and uh, while staying there, along the road one day, he met the famous boy, Nimai Pandit. So they encountered one another on the road. Nimai, being a Gurukuli, he knew enough. Uh, Maharaj, he sh- showed his... Gave his respect, hmm? said something nice, praising uh, Ishvar Puri, and Ishvar Puri asked who he was. He said, "I am from Barmishra, so he could understand. He knew this boy has a reputation as Nimai Pandit. He's very learned, so I've, I've met the Pandit, oh. and he's very charming." Hmm? So Nimai invited him to his home for lunch, so he knew the etiquette and so forth. Right? So he came, he took lunch there, hmm? and uh, Sachi cooked for him, uh, Vishnu Priya, Sachi cooked for him. And uh, and he had written a book named uh, Krishna Lilamrita. Hmm? And knowing that Nimai was such a pandit in Sanskrit with regard to grammar, rhetoric, and Ankar, and, uh, and so forth, that he, he thought... Let me ask the pundit to look over the book and point out any grammatical errors that may be there. And so he asked Nimai, 
please read my book. And you're a scholar. I'm just a devotee. You're a scholar. Please um, point out any grammatical errors, and uh, my book will be improved in that way. And me, my pundit said, there can be no errors in a book about Krishna. Yatadvisargo janataga viplavo yasmin patishlokum apadhabati api maniyantashya yashon kitaniyat shrinbanti gayanti grinanti saru. This is a very beautiful verse from, from the Bhagavatam, Narada speaking. Yatadvisargo janataga viplavo. That speaking about the Bhagavatam, that book, hmm, is another creation, yatad bisargo, janataga vipavo, yasmin pati slokum abadavati api. And uh, every sloka is just pregnant with spiritual power and meaning. And if, despite that, there might be some grammatical error somewhere in the 18,000 slokas, one should not pay any attention to that. Hmm? It's, it, but the spirit of it should be taken into consideration. So it's a, it's a very beautiful, I mean, Prophet's commentary is on this verse is very, very powerful, very poetic, and uh, very, pow- very powerful. So in the spirit of that verse, Mahaprabhu replied, there can be no fault in a book about Krishna written by a great devotee of Krishna. Hmm? And then he went on to say that if, for example, a Vaishnava says Vishnaya, when the proper word in the dative case would be uh, Vishnave, hmm? to make it Om Vishnave Namaha, Om that then he said, then. Um, Krishna will accept. Hmm? So the spirit, Bhavagrahi Janardhan, this is good. He may, he, he may, there may be some error grammatically, but the feeling behind what he's saying is, it's, is what's carried through. And Krishna will say, I think you meant this, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> when we were young, when I was young, we used to gather in the morning in, in New Dwaraka, named his Los Angeles temple. And um, we at around 6.30 in the morning, we would sit in front of Prabhupada's Vyasasan and we would sing the uh, Samsara Vishwanachakvati's prayers, the Gurubhastakam, sometimes we call them the Samsara prayers. At that time, we would sing and have a little puja. There was no artik or anything that hadn't started yet. And so we were singing Vande Goroshi Charanadarindam, but we were pronouncing it Guru instead of Guru. It sounded like the Prabhupada who was upstairs. So it said, instead of I offer my respects to the lotus feet of my Guru, we were saying, I offer my respects to the lotus feet of a cow, which isn't a bad thing. <laughs> so the Prabhupada corrected us, but he was appreciating the, the <laughs> nonetheless, uh, uh, yeah, what we. <laughs> <laughs> what the spirit behind it, it was. And it was like, we already chanted it for Mongol Arctic, and then we would go again at 6.30. And so we were pretty guru-focused uh, on, on, on Prabhupada. He had the capacity to draw a lot of enthusiasm right, for 
uh, from his disciples for his service. So, um, so anyway, there are many nice examples like this, but Mahaprabhu made this point to Ishvara Puri. And uh, so Ishvara Puri appreciated his, his Vaishnav sensibilities, but again, he's just like a guru He knows these things, he rattles them off, but he's not applying himself yet as a Vaishnav. So it's, it's, it's lamentable. It's right there under the surface. He's born in a Vaishnav family. He should be a Vaishnav. He, he has a natural tendency for these things, but he's, he's not taking it up seriously. When will that happen? This is how they thought. Meanwhile, of course, Gadadhar was a Vaishnav from childhood and, and, and a Brahmachari type of person. So, uh, while staying in Navadvip, Ishwar Puri would recite to him his Krishna Lilamrita. And, and, and Gadadhar would learn from him and, and relish and so forth. Mahaprabhu wouldn't necessarily attend such sessions. But he nonetheless did take the opportunity to take a copy of uh, the book and read it in his spare time. And one day, in the course of the stay in Navadweep of Ishwar Puri and his association with Gadadhar, Mahaprabhu came in and said, you know, one thing on this page, in this verse, you have said like this and use the verb in this way, but actually... Grammatically speaking, it should be done in this way. Hmm? So he made he, he found a grammatical error. So Ishwar Puri was hmm okay. So then Ishwar Puri that night he looked at it. He looked very carefully at it, and he came to the conclusion: the pundit's wrong here. Actually, the way I've done this is actually correct. Hmm? So the next morning, when when my pundit came, he said, actually, you told me it should be like this, but look, I've seen like, and actually, this is correct. Do I had it? Hmm? And Mahaprabhu very happily accepted defeat. The only person in the entire Navadweep Leela of Nimai Pandit that defeated him in grammar, in in in, 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 in knowledge and so forth was his guru to be Ishwar Puri. Everyone else he could defeat and, and he would give an argument. No one could defeat his argument, then he would defeat his own argument. Hmm? And then no one could defeat that, and then he would go back to his original argument. This is the way he played with, with knowledge. But Ishwar Puri was more was smarter than he might find. <laughs> so the only person in his in his Leela that corrected him in in, in Abhidhvip. And so, just in terms of the sequence and how the Leela is playing out, right? This is the visible Leela, so it's playing out. Mahaprabhu got impressions from Ishwar Puri. And was taken in by him, and so then a point came in the Leela of the passing of Jagannath Mitra. His father passed away, hmm? and in order to observe properly, not from a Vaishnav perspective, but from within socio-religious considerations, Varnashram of the time, the the Shraddha ceremony was to be performed by the son. And uh, so, worship of the ancestors and and so forth, and uh, it's a certain procedure, hmm? and it was typically done in Gaya, where the there is a famous temple with the footprints of Vishnu. Hmm? So they would make a pilgrimage to Gaya and perform the Shraddha ceremony. Every young man who was observing the the the, the passing of his of his father, which is 
obviously a lamentable thing if the father passes. Uh, so, at any rate, um, they all do. But uh, so that was performed there. So Mahaprabhu, this is a very beautiful thing. I mean, uh, you know the story of Jagannath Mishra, um, uh, as I've explained f- from a, from feeling it out, if you will, the reason for the passing of Jagannath Mishra, who is Krishna's father and Krishna Leela Nanda Maharaj, was that he couldn't tolerate the again being the person that um, took Krishna out of Vrindavan. In other words, Mahaprabhu was destined to take sannyas, and the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu corresponds with Krishna leaving Vrindavan. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu leaving Navadvipa to take sannyas, and Krishna leaving Vrindavan to go to Mathura, where he kills Kamsa and establishes Dharma and the teachings. The corresponding Leela and Gorlilas, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes sannyas, he travels to Jagannath Puri, he gives the teachings, and so on and so forth, right? Um, and so in the Vrindavan Leela, it was Nanda Maharaj who took Krishna. Went, I try to say, chaperoned Krishna and Balaram on the way to um, Vrindavan and the actually to, to Mathura. And the only way that he was able to was successful in that was by promising the inhabitants of Vrindavan that, that he would bring him back. Don't worry, Ma, Yashoda, I'll, I'll bring him back. He's just going to go for a short period. You know, he's got a, the king has called him hmm, there. And he's concerned about Devaki and Vasudev. They are our friends and relatives. Um, you know what's going to happen. We don't know, but I'll I'll bring him back. So he was able to assure the residents that he would bring him back. And um, of course, as we know, he came back empty-handed. So here is Nanda Marsh in Gorlila. He doesn't want to be put in that position again. Hmm? Let me read something. Help us appreciate. We'll move for a moment from Gaur Leela to Krishna Leela. Hmm? That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> Krishna's departure for Mathura is heartbreaking for the Braj Gopis, young and old alike, none of whom can accompany him. He boards Akura's chariot along with Balaram and his closest friends. And he's also chaperoned by his father, Nanda Baba. In Mathura, Krishna's friends such as Sridham, Sudam, Stoka Krishna, Subal, Madhu Mangal participate in his exploration of the town prior to the wrestling match that Krishna and Balaram were invited to participate in. His Sakas witness Krishna's dealing with King Kamsa's unsubmissive servant, the washerman, and enjoy the king's vestments along with Krishna and Balaram, taken from the tailor. Hmm. They dress up in the king's clothes and so forth. Hmm. They witness the devotion. They like to play like kings and princes in Braj. It's one of their leelas. It's actually an anubhav of, of Sakirasa. Pretend you're a king and these are the servants and they would play like this. 
But here in Matura, they actually took the actually took the king's the king's vestments and wore them, and then distributed them to their friends and so forth. So they witness also the devotion of the weaver, and how Krishna gives him a gopaswarup corresponding with his meditation. They also meet the florist Sudama, who used to go to Vrindavan and collect flowers. There. Sudama, the florist, sometimes saw Krishna in his rustic dress and experienced fraternal feelings for him. Krishna also bonded with the florist Sudama because he had the same name as his Priyasaka comrade, Sudam, the brother of Radha, brother of Radha's handmaiden, I should say, Rupa Manjari. Thus, while in Mathura, Krishna sought him out and in the company of his friends, Krishna blessed the florist Sudama with Sakirasa. His friends also observed Krishna's interaction with Kubja and how he transformed her from a hunchback into a beautiful damsel. They cautioned him with regard to the mad elephant Kubalipita and watched with confidence and delight as Ram and Krishna defeated the wrestlers in the public arena and Krishna then defeated Kamsa. While it is then time for Krishna to return to Vrindavan, extenuating circumstances arise that prevent his immediate return, and it is at this point that his Saka's separation from him begins. So the gopis, elder and younger, that already began, but the friends have gone with him. But now it's coming to them. Hmm? It is at this point that his Saka's, his friend's separation from him, begins first with talk of mediating the separation of those who, those steeped in parental and romantic love, and then, in the context of doing so, facing the full face of separation themselves. Krishna's friends could be relied, up, relied upon to console those steeped in parental and romantic love, for while parental and romantic love are characterized by longing and doubt, Fraternal love is characterized by familiarity and confidence. Krishna's friends were convinced that he would return, and in private they talked about it amongst themselves. Thus, they did not require consolation and were expected to console others. Indeed, consoling his friends would have had the opposite of effect, effect of creating doubt. As we shall see ahead, in Krishna's apparent absence from Braj, at times he mystically appeared before his devotees as if an hallucination. Spurti. During such mystical appearances, Krishna's friends and his cows think that Krishna is fully present, being unable to distinguish between his personal presence and his spurti. However, those whose love is characterized by longing and doubt, Vatsalya and Madhurya, cannot even trust that Krishna's direct presence is something they can count on, or to speak of trusting a mystical vision of him. Thus, in Mathura, Krishna turns to his friends and their own impending separation with the expectation that they can assist him in consoling his parents and lovers, headed by Nanda Maharaj. Although not pleased with Krishna's logic for remaining in Mathura for an extended period, Nanda Baba nonetheless knew that it was well-reasoned and with concern for the well-being of everyone in Vrindavan in mind, 
After all, Krishna had just rid the earth of the evil and very powerful King Kamsa, and those seeking revenge would wreak havoc in Vrindavan should he immediately return there, whereas for Mathura, Krishna could surely defeat them and protect the village from any collateral damage. But all Nanda could do and say in response was beat his forehead and blurt out with tears in his eyes, Your mother will be opposed. How will I make her understand that you're not coming back? This was his burden. Krishna told his father that he would write to her himself. And saying so, he wrote her a letter on the spot and gave it to his dear friend Sridham to deliver. Sridham, then his voice choked up, read the letter aloud, in which Krishna explained that he was still present in Vrindavan and that Yasoda's experience of him in dreams was actual. Indeed, he said, he was eating her cooking daily, and to convince her, he related the preparations that she had been making, although with no appetite to eat them herself. He then told her in the letter to eat, or he himself would fast. This in turn caused Nanda to ask about Krishna's friends. But how will your friends, who also depend on your love, maintain their lives? Krishna replied, like my mother, all my friends can also experience my presence through sporties of me. But unlike my mother, who will only see me in dreams, because of the pranai of my sakas, because of the pranai of my sakas, they will experience me while they are awake as well. Hmm. What are what about your cows? Nanda continued. Like your friends, will the cows be able to directly experience you? Nanda asked. Krishna replied, I will use another method to give them experience of my ongoing presence. Cows operate more by smell and sound than they do by sight, although they also discern by form. Stoka Krishna, which means little Krishna, one of Krishna's friends who looked like him, should wrap himself in my cloth laden with my fragrance and play the flute. Subal should dress up in Balaram's blue cloth and take his horn. Then they should sit among the cows. With a display of affection, he gave Stoka Krishna and Subal, who were endowed with his own qualities, his clothing, filled with scents of his limbs and decorated them properly with his own ornaments. Then, pulling Subal aside, he gave him a message to, to deliver to the gopis. He told them that only a shadow-like form of himself played there in Mathura, while his actual form plays in Braj. A person is present in that place in which he is mentally absorbed, while that person's physical presence is in comparison but a shadow of himself appearing elsewhere. In his private message to the young Braj Gopis, he also reassured them of this truth by revealing that he was aware in detail of what took place when each individually experienced spurtis of him in his apparent absence since coming to Mathura. Krishna then turned to Madhumangal. With affection, he said, Oh, you also go as my representative. Since I have unexpectedly left, serve Purnamasi to ensure auspiciousness for me and make everyone happy as before. Then, looking at the servants and the young boys lacking discriminating power, who were standing in silence with lowered heads alongside Nanda, Krishna with tears in his eyes said, Since they are all affectionate like my friends and my father, they should follow them. 
Then Nanda departed as Krishna, overwhelmed with feelings of impending separation, turned towards the city, while Balaram followed Nanda and others as far as he could, bidding farewell before returning to the capital with the sagacious encouragement of Nanda Baba to follow his brother. Fearing his separation from Krishna would cause would be a cause of further suffering, Balaram took leave of everyone with determination on meeting his brother and with determination on meeting his brother sought out a solitary spot. There they embraced each other and wept together. What more can be described? Shijiva Goswami writes, Remembering Krishna, Balaram, Nanda, and the cowherds, Sridham and his friends, my mind now gives up everything because of the pain fearing further separation. As the poet Shelley says, Sweetest tales are those that tell of saddest times. Read and weep, O Gopavrinda Paul, protector of the Gopas, O beloved Sakas, your story of mutual love and separation burns a deep impression on my heart and as such assures me I will one day attain a Saki Prem you share. Jigopal Krishna Kijaya. This is very deep. You can see this it's the value of this leelas of separation. They, they, they bring some. They have great power to bring, bring you in to the leela and feel, and that will create a deep impression that will serve you well as time goes forward. Hmm? So Nanda Maharaj, he had to go back, right? Deliver the letters, speak to everyone. But in Gorlila, he was not about to do that again. Be the one that took Gore out of Nadia. Hmm? Indeed, that burden fell on Yashoda, or excuse me, on Sachi. And we'll see how gracefully she handled that. His his wife, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mother. But to take it a step further, Nanda Maharaj, in the form of Jagannath Mishra, attains a very auspicious role comparatively in Gorlila. What is that? He passes from the world because he cannot bear having to be the one that is involved in Mahaprabhu's sannyas and so forth. But by his passing, Mahaprabhu leaves Navadweep, but only for a very short period to perform the Shraddha ceremony where he meets Ishwar Puri. Hmm? Meeting Ishwar Puri, he sees the, the he saw the the footprints of Vishnu, and he had an epiphany. Hmm? And then he sought out, and then he met again Ishwar Puri by providence, and he asked Ishwar Puri to give him Krishna Mantra initiation. Hmm? He came to Ishwar Puri, and uh, Ishwar Puri came upon where he was, and Mahaprabhu said he wanted to cook for him. Ishwar Puri said, no, no, you don't don't have to cook for me. You've already cooked. What will you eat? Hmm? And Mahaprabhu said, no, that's for you. And he said, well, then you give it to me and we will share it. Ishwar Puri said, whatever you've cooked, 
because you've only cooked you cook for yourself and here I've have come up into your place and now you if you I eat you'll have to cook again so why don't we just share it <laughs> this is a beautiful relationship between a guru and disciple and Mahabharata said no no you eat and I will cook again for myself and so forth he cooked for Ishwarpuri they had some discussion Mahabharata subsequently asked for Diksha and, Gopa, and Ishwarpuri imparted the Gopal well, ten-syllable Gopal Mantra to him. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu came back to Jagannath Puri. Excuse me, came back to, to Navadvip. A man, young man, very young, transformed, 1508, 24 years old. What is the fortune then of Jagannath Mishra in passing? What role did he play? Hmm? He took the Vaishnavas from the depths of despair at the lack of appreciation for Vaishnavism in Navadvip and their frustration with, with, with Nimai Pandit hmm, and took them to the seventh heaven because Nimai Pandit has come back as a Vaishnav now to everyone's amazement. Hmm. And he said things like, to everybody. You should take up Vaishnavism now. Begin to chant Krishna Nam. Don't wait for anything. With such a sense of urgency he spoke, he said things like, how old was Dhruva? How much money did Sudam Vipra have? What was the caste of Vidura? Hmm? You don't need the bondage of money. You don't have to be a certain age. Doesn't matter where your what what your birth. None of these are have any bearing on the qualification. Take Krishna Nam and taste Krishna Prem, Krishna Prema Pradayate. This is how he spoke, and all the Vaishnavas you can imagine how they were astounded to see his transformation and how overjoyed they were. And Navadvip then became a place not of learning. Of knowledge, sophistry, but a place of bhakti, hmm? like no other, and the, so the whole of the town was lifted to the highest heights of ecstasy and, and fulfillment. Nimai Pandit has become a Vaishnav. This is just rippled throughout the Navadvi. Nimai Pandit has become a Vaishnav. He would come to Suklambar's house, Suklambar Brahmachari, and perform kirtan and swoon and ecstasy. And in the sattvic abhavas were manifesting in his body in a very beautiful way. Hmm? Sattvic abhavas are like this very overt display of devotion. Hmm? Sattvic abhava means that it's internal, spiritual, emotional uh, transformation. It's a mental transformation that also uh, has appearance uh, externally, and they're involuntary. Hmm? This bhava comes to ride on the pran. The life air in the body takes shelter of the pran and moves through the body. And when it moving on the air, it, it settles with the earth element in the microcosm of your of, that your body is of the entirety of the material nature. Then paralysis occurs hmm, in bhava. Hmm? When it then it it moves to the water element. Tears pour out from the eyes. Hmm? When it touches the fire element, then and perspiration and 
changing color. Hmm? The color of the complexion can't change from bhava. Hmm? And then when it settles in the air itself that it's, it's riding on, then uh, or ether, either other, other one, then, then it's fainting. When it settles on the air, in different ways, hmm? it, 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 when it settles in it in it slightly, then there will be horripilation, hair standing on end. Moderately, with a little more force, then there will be trembling. Hmm? In a very severe way, then there will be gadgada, this kind of inability to to speak and so forth. And these kind of symptoms were appearing in Ma. Of course, they appear in different degrees. They appear dumaita, hmm, uh, like smoky, hmm, uh, ujvala, like hmm, luminous, hmm, dipta, flaming, and udipta, like blazing. It all depends upon the number of sattvikas, bhavas, the extent of the sattva that, that manifests, that how pervasive they are. Is it? Some of them will be, for example, they can appear throughout the entirety of the body, and some of them, of course, can't. Tears can only come from the eyes, but then the eyes, in different degrees, will become white, and the pupils will change, and they'll become redness, and they'll be inflamed, and so forth. So, these are very acute analysis of ecstasy that we uh, owe a great uh, debt to uh, Rupa Goswami for. Um, educating us about. I mean, he is trying to f- locate the very embodiment of ecstasy that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is on the scriptural map. And, of course, he does so successfully. And, and, and as such, we know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the Bhavavrata, ultimately tasting the Mahabhav. But the way in which the Sattvika Bhavs manifested in the Nabhadvipa Lila during his youthful um, Beautiful section of his lila in that two-year period from the time he took took initiation to the time he took sannyas, where they were very, very, they were very inspiring and and wonderful, but not like they appeared in Jagannath Puri, which made him inaccessible. They were they were in a, in a very in a, in a blazing form, times a hundred and eight, times a thousand and eight. And he became unable to communicate hmm, externally, and uh, and so it, it it created some distance between himself and his associates. Of course, that internal absorption corresponds with then Leela starting over again in Navadweep and and uh, and going as we will when we enter there, hand in hand with with. Uh, with Vishwambar Mishra to the house of Sri Vastakur to perform uh, nightly kirtan. So during this period in the Prakatlila manifestly there's the, the chastising and the kams, uh, converting of the of the of the Kazi, hmm? who is the Kamsa of, of Gorlila, the uh, the the appearance of Nityananda Prabhu into the Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what how the devotees were heartened by that. The 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 uh, um, the um, purifying, how we say, of, of Jagai and Madai, uh, and so forth. All these leelas, uh, a very short period of time. And Navadweep is just, they have just reached the, the 
the zenith of possible expectations for a Vaishnav community, hmm? only for the whole thing to become come crashing, crashing down hmm? at the time of Mahaprabhu Sanyas and the impending separation. We have to come to that in our next uh, discussion. Shiman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Gaur Sundar ki jai, Gaur Bhaktarinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Haribo, Vancha Kalpatarubhyas cha, Kripa Sindhu Veva cha, Patitanam Pabani Bhavishnabhibhanamonamaha, Ananda Kuri Bhavishnabhinda ki jai.